Hello, and welcome to Identity and Beauty, a podcast exploring our relationships with people, objects and experiences which form our ever-changing personal identities. I'm Ruby Jones, a mother, wife and makeup artist based in Nottingham in the UK, and this is my podcast. Hello and welcome back. This week I'm chatting to Helen, who is the interiors lady over on Instagram. She is an interior designer, a property renovator, and she's the queen of minimalist monochrome Scandi interiors. Her Instagram feed is just a source of monochrome delight. Um, and she is just one of the loveliest people I've ever met. I know I'll say that about everybody, um, but I just know a lot of lovely people. We chatted a little about her renovation journey and her interior style. So without further ado, here's the interview. Thank you so much for chatting to me this Thank morning. Thank you for having me. It's lovely. It's lovely to speak to somebody. Um, so I know who you are, but would you like to tell anybody who's listening a little bit about yourself? Yeah, well, I'm Helen and I'm the interiors lady on Instagram. And everyone asks me, like, why the interiors lady? And I don't know why, um, it, you know, that I actually chose that name. And I thought about it the other day and I thought, where did it come from? And basically, I used to have a bricks and mortar shop. And my shop was called Home and Boutique. It was an interiors um, accessory shop. And then when I got rid of my shop, um, I still used to do, like, um, inspiration visits and interiors and, and curtains and window dressings and things for, for clients. And I was actually around at a client and looking at this beautiful house and we were working out how we could do these amazing silk curtains in this in this beautiful mm-hmm. house. And the phone rang and she said, excuse me, I'll just have to take this call. And I said, yeah, that's fine. And then she ch- chatted to the person on the other end of the phone. And then to them, she said, anyway, I'll have to go because I've got my interiors lady here. <laughs> and, and then I remembered that and I thought, yeah, that's where it, it came from, because I, I, I sort of needed to sort of change I didn't want I wasn't a shop anymore and I didn't have an online shop so that was how I changed my name and so I'm the interiors lady on Instagram and I gained most of my following I suppose from my last renovation of a a dilapidated old Victorian house which I think is how we well I saw you at an event and then since you used our house as a location shoot didn't you so yeah um, yeah so that's that's how I sort of you know gained my following really I love I love following your well I don't think I actually followed you while you were renovating but I remember looking back at all your stories on Instagram once we'd met and you know seeing your journey and because you shared a lot of it sort of like after you'd actually completed a lot of the journey and it's so lovely to see that and I know that your sort of philosophy behind um homes and basically the places that we live is that we're like custodians of the place of of these buildings I suppose and they're not really ours you know I think that 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 was you know really apparent to me like from that last renovation of that Victorian house because over over the years I think you know um, I, I have I think once we bought a house like brand new off plan but other than that we've always you know done houses up or or whatever but, and it was always a dream of mine to do a, you know, a Victorian house. Um, and I just love the, the period features and the details and everything. And I think, you know, the custodian thing really was, um, it, you know, sort of endorsed in my mind as we were unraveling the, the, the mess that we, that we bought, you could see sort of the generations that had, had you know, where it had been changed, if you like. So, um, it, and the, the biggest change for ours was in the 60s, you know, so they, they'd sort of, um, you know, blocked up the, the, you know, false ceilings and things like that. So that, you know, to make, you know, obviously, you know, these old places were cold and drafty and, and whatever. So, you know, changed the doors, panelled over the doors and, you know, re, you know, you know, panelled over fireplaces and, and all of that. And when you start like peeling back all of these layers um, and then actually you find, you know, I don't know, the remnants of an old Victorian range or some tiles or, or whatever. And then it starts you thinking about, you know, the previous owners and occupants and, and what their lives must have been like. And and then over the generations, and then you realise that actually we are custodians. We can never, you know, own it. We, we can't take it with us. 
so you could pass it on you know to your own family or whatever but um i just think that we you know where and especially with period places like that i think we've almost got a duty to renovate them and preserve them because it's our heritage it's our history and then obviously bring them up to date for modern living um but then the, the you know the actual sort of you know details and the grandeur sometimes i used to sit back and look back at it and and the, the, the brickwork and all of that attention to detail whereas i just don't think sometimes we get that now you know and um, so yeah. yeah that's why i think that that we are custodians and that we're you know we're preserving these old buildings to um you know for, for the next generation so that they can you know th- and they'll probably adapt them further won't they to live you know, as, as, you know, I suppose modern life will just keep getting more and more advanced and they're, they're like, you know, they probably won't want the open plan kitchen. They might want it also, you know, you don't know what the future holds, but, you know, I, I certainly adapted ours for the way we live, but mm. I put some of the, you know, a lot of the original features that were stripped out like cornice and things like that and the fireplaces and things like that. I put them back, um, you know, but just a modern, a modern version, but I did have the cornice, um, copied from a piece of original oh. and then we had that made and then put that back and it actually you know I was it was really nice put, putting something back that was meant to be there it was yeah it was it's nice and I feel yeah. like I've left you know I don't know I've left we, we always used to put um you know a little note somewhere about you know our family and what year it was and and whatever so like yeah. a time capsule yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and I, I I remember in our family house when we were in our family house um years ago I did the same there and that was a 30s house and when we did it we extended so we had to sort of block a wall up and in the wall I put a photo of our family and put the date and put that we'd we, you know we'd, we'd extended the house and then we were making this room the bathroom and da 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 and then I was at a friend's party after we'd sold it and this girl came up to me and she said are you Helen Oric? And I said, yeah. She said, I found a picture of you in our bathroom wall. Oh, amazing. <laughs> so I said, I hope you put it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's just, you know, I don't know. It's, I think there's always a bit of you, isn't there, in the, yeah. in the house. But then it's, your, you know, it's like you now. It's, you know, I can remember when we talked about your house, um, you know, you was like, I can't let anybody, you know, don't want an architect or anybody to come near it that's going to sort of say, oh, you need to make yeah. it look like this because you need to understand that you love the house and appreciate its period and, and all of the features. You just want to make it work for the way you live as a family, don't you? Yeah. And I can't believe that there are people who I suppose don't, don't do that, you know, don't have that you know, not everyone is invested in the property that they buy. You know, to some people, it is literally just a, a place to live um, yeah. and a roof over their head, which is, which, which is, you know, understandable. But there's something like when we bought our house, I could not believe that nobody at the point of sale told us who the architect was. Like, yeah. but, but everybody's different. But it baffles me that, that, no one would because I'm really proud of and you're obviously really proud of the you know the work that you do and um the way the renovation that you did and you're like you say you're bringing the life back into the house where it was taken away and it's it's really interesting that not everybody sort of has holds that that importance no no I don't and I think the thing is everybody lives um differently and everyone has a different requirement um from from their home don't they and it's like you know it's I don't know so and I suppose it's it's everyone's got their own jam haven't they and and, and whatever so and I think I suppose in your favor you know the ignorance of the estate agent not knowing that your house was architect built actually probably helped you get it yeah you know because yeah suddenly that's out on the internet and that's somebody's dream to have one of you know you know you know a, a house built by that particular architect or whatever and you might have then you know sort of ended up finding yourself in a bid, bidding war or or something so ignorance is bliss yeah we're pretty <laughs> we're pretty lucky we'll just and then, uh... yeah, look and find and then yeah and then you can bring it yeah and yeah I mean I can remember when you you first showed me the photos of your house and and we were talking about it and I and I couldn't wait to see it and I think the same thing it's like on photographs it, you can't get the feeling of the space or no, the feeling from the house whereas when I came to it I was just like oh my god and I just wanted to go straight to the top you know <laughs> amazing and, and, and I, I think you posted a photo this morning of, of on Instagram 
Um, and I can remember gravitating to that same spot and walking to that and you were bringing up the coffees and I was like, yeah, this is my spot. And I thought, <laughs> I'd have sheepies all over here and cushions and this would be, I'd never move. And it's just so dreamy. Yeah. You just know as well. And you're, because you, you're probably one of the first people that actually came around to my house when we bought it. Um, but, you know, I you've just got a gift like you just know when you walk into a space how things should be like, I think first thing you did was go up to my living room and be like right you need a different coffee table it's not right the height's wrong and move the move the sofa back can you just like instinctively know how to work a space when you have done your renovations and obviously you are you are a project at the moment do you start off do you know where you're going to go or do you kind of let the building speak to you as you're going through the design process I think for me I, I mean that that sort of um styling or faffing thing that that for me that that was born out of um I've always worked in property in 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 some ways and I was in working in a state agency and I used to um you know sort of look after you know clients you know with, with the higher price brand uh, price band property and so with that sometimes um for photographs and you know viewings and everything like that we used to dress them and style them and sort of depersonalize them a little bit um and so we used to go along and you know it was always like fresh flowers and you know doing the cushions and and, and moving things around so I think you know my eye for how you know to make a room look or to get the best from a room you know stems from that and I think then how it's evolved is over time I've realized that my style now is my style um, and, it, and it just happened it just sort of dawned on me one day and I suddenly just realized that my interior style is how I dress just really simply you know classically and you know monochrome really you know so it's same color palette and it suddenly dawned on me that that was the, the way forward um so now I, you know I suppose I've got like a a capsule interior um and so I already know what you know I already know what bed I've got I already know what sofas I've got I already know what coffee table I've got because they're key pieces um and what I what I did um when we sort of when we first made our major downsize um I said what would what would I buy again from the pieces that I already have yeah and it was those key pieces it was that our bed our sofas our dining table um and and just you know certain key pieces and then other other things like accessories you know obviously you know you can change those those up but for me even though we downsized I still needed, you know, plenty of seats to accommodate everyone when they came around the family. And again, with a table, you know, we had a smaller house in, in the last place, but I wanted a, a big table um, so that everybody can be around the table. So it's in those important things. So it's about the way you live as well. And the fact that the fact that it was just me and my husband predominantly now, you know, a, a two man table won't work for me because quite often I've got lots of people around my table because that's how we live. Yeah, that's how we're hoping. Yeah, normally. <laughs> Please. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so they're the key pieces. So I suppose in this space, I mean, I just shared my floor plan um, at the weekend and I'm, I'm so excited about it because it's just so simple and I know we all uh, you know we look at things and we get led and we see things and you think oh actually I might need that and I might need that but for me my dream has always been to have a really simple black clad box of some description with only the rooms that we need um and it had to, it had to feature an, an open plan um living dining um so when I started working um like with the architect from the very beginning I sent him the dimensions of my sofas the dimension of my table ah. and and and, he, he, and and straight away so they've been in the floor plan from the beginning amazing and I've just said you know my my bed um in the master has to be a you know my super king bed size and in the other rooms it's a king and whatever because I've already got those those pieces so um and then for me I, that's what helps me visualize yeah. Um, the space and and yeah so it's like when I'm in it now although I'm looking at 
you know, a demolition site with still with a hydrotherapy pool in the middle, you know, I can sort of, it's almost, you know, you know, like that program, um, the garden program at the minute where they put those goggles on those and you, and it transports you into the. Oh, I've not seen that. that. No. I think it's called your garden made perfect. Yeah. I'll have to have to look at that. it's, It's ever so good. And then what they do is the designers, make um you know create the garden and then you put like these 3d goggles on and it takes you into the garden oh, like virtual reality yeah, like virtual reality amazing so that's what i have i've got this inbuilt you know virtual reality goggles if you like so i walk through this horrible orange you know dilapidated upvc door and open into this you know equally dilapidated building with a swimming pool in the middle <laughs> formed this you know cool white minimal interior and uh, and I can see how it looks yeah but obviously and that's why having the for me having a good architect to translate my verbal ramblings um is is amazing because my, one thing that frustrates the, me is I can't draw yeah so it's uh, all in my yeah you need head, so you know I, I can I can describe it like a trans having a translator yeah yeah absolutely and that's what it that's and that's what it is and you know and, and, I've, and I've said to you know I've, I've had clients before and I've I've sort of described how they could make their space open plan and then we all started laughing because we all realized we were stood in the row at their kitchen island looking at this brick wall that I was you know sort of rubbing out you know and then creating these crystal doors and all of that we're all going oh yeah oh yeah but it wasn't it wasn't there but I'm obviously a good storyteller yeah (laughs) but I can't I can't draw so that's why it's good to have an architect if you like um that can trans yeah literally like you say translate um your your requirements because I think that's the only way that you'll ever get what you what you want um and I think quite often you know, it's like you watch these programs on the telly where, you know, the, you get this architect designed building, but it's, you know, straight away they, they realise they can't afford it or whatever, because it's yeah. just, you know, it's, it's, you know, the architect's vision for that space. It's not necessarily their vision. Um, so, and we're living yeah. in these spaces. It's important for them to be a bit of us. And I think when you posted that floor plan the other day, I think in my message to you was that is so you. Like even just a floor plan. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that is yeah. that that is your home. And I think you posted the one that was past the planning, didn't you? Yeah. And yeah. it's just oh, it's, so it's just busy. so so busy. Yeah. It's just too yeah. yeah. But you could but, see that potentially I suppose again if you know if, if a family were buying that and they've got a requirement for yeah. bedrooms and, and they've got teenagers living at home you would need those extra bathrooms but for me um you know predominantly it is just my husband and I and then you know that's why we wanted that sort of you know open plan sort of atrium space so that we can just slide the doors back and then the house becomes bigger yeah. if people come um, but equally it gives us a, a study space it, it, it takes away that cramped corridor and, and even you know we made a decision not to have a cloakroom because we've got an ensuite in our bedroom and then we've got two bedrooms and a bathroom between the, the bedrooms that will be you know not used really unless somebody's yeah. staying so why do we need a, a separate cloakroom you know so I, I think it's you know um it's just almost like putting your blinkers on sometimes and thinking what do you actually need and mm. and you know my motto is always less is more so yeah um, and, yeah. It, and it, it does work for me that does I think sometimes when I see renovations happening you know like I'm always on right move I'm always like looking at properties and when I see houses that have been renovated there's a lot of like massive bedrooms you know bedrooms that are absolutely ridiculously huge with tiny little beds in and things that you just think it almost feels like or houses that have just got lots and lots and lots of bedrooms um that are just I mean we before we bought this place actually viewed a house and we put in an offer and it was a six-bedroomed house and on reflection I'm like why why would we need a six bedroom house but I think sometimes you get a bit carried away especially when you're not living in a space of you know oh actually we need more space so we need this much space whereas I think if you if you like you say put the blinkers on and try and focus on 
actually like I was I was asking like asking you about non-negotiables like what are your non-negotiables for us for a space for the space that you need to live in so my um it, it had to be something that was capable of of open plan living because it's the it's it's what I feel comfortable in um and I know that I wouldn't use a separate dining room for example um I don't do sort of formal dining I think I think for me it's always you know and 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 the same as if you work 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 with clients you know it's how do you live you know what is your lifestyle like and if you're that type of person that loves the big you know formal dining and and you know dinner parties and all of that it's lovely to have a a separate dining room but for me I just think open plan living dining space loads of light because I'm just you know I'm I'm my happiest and and, you know like that that space that I gravitated to in your house you know it's by the window with the most natural light and it's what makes me happy so although I love you know dark sultry moody interiors um and and I do I I do really like them I don't think I could live in one and I think it would make me miserable um I I do need light um and I just want I don't know that if somebody's in the house and I'm I'm cooking or you know they're making a cup of tea and I'm sitting down I, I just I don't want to be in a different room um I, I just like the, all of those you know functional spaces to be one um mm. and then uh, you know with with this floor plan then obviously you know we have it's, it's all um single story so our you know uh, bedrooms are at the at the back of of the house and because the the building's sort of hemmed into the plot if you like up in the corner which is quite cozy um the bedrooms haven't necessarily got views so the views are and and uh, you know are all from the front sort of elevation and then the bedrooms are at the back so we can sort of close that area off to make it private because that's the equivalent of i suppose going upstairs but equally because of that atrium we can open it up and there's more space if people come um and yeah i I just think it 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 works so the non-negotiables were the open plan space and for me, I I like a bedroom that feels um, like my sanctuary, somewhere that I can retreat to. Um, mm. And so, with this, we've just um, we've put the dressing area behind. I um, saw that. It looks bedroom. so good. It does, doesn't it? And and that was um, you know that was a great use of space by the architect, really. Um, and I and I thought, well, it actually really works because at the end of the day, when you go to bed, you don't necessarily want to, you know. I'm, I'm and I'm well, you know what I'm like. Interiors, I like clean lines, yeah. no clutter. So already in my head, it's just a blank negative space um, where I just think, you know, just nice bedding, nice quality bedding, and you know, a, a simple, really simple sort of ensuite bathroom, and then you know, wardrobes uh, again. I mean, I suppose. I already know because we've decluttered and 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 really really minimized you know got rid of so much stuff I already know that I don't need like when I say a dressing room it won't be one of these fancy dressing rooms where you see you know on Instagram where people have got an island in the middle and 500 pairs of shoes yeah yeah so you know (laughs) you know mine will be oh there's Helen's three shirts a a cardigan and and a pair of trainers and some sandals you know but I already know that I don't need that but I do need storage, so it's sort of useful um, storage because we've all got, you know, stuff that we do keep that we need and, and things that not, is not necessarily attractive to have out on display. So, yeah, so that it was just that n- nice sort of sanctuary space that becomes our master bedroom and the open plan living dining, and that, that was it, really. Um, yeah. And lots of glass, lots of light. Um, I think there's two sort of types of people in the world hear me out that are ones as sort of we get older we find our inspiration from having lots of stuff and then there's the other camp which is almost like we need we need to get the inspiration from having a space that's not as cluttered and I feel like I am as well going the way that I feel like I don't need as much stuff anymore yeah. And it almost like clutters my mind to have too much stuff. And it's quite liberating to do that, you know, like getting rid of it, going back to basics. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's interesting. Um, and I, I can't remember who I was chatting to recently um, about 
the way that I suppose we're all sold to um so that you know we're all we're all bombarded with images aren't we all the time of you know the latest this the latest that you know home lifestyle everything and one of the things that's that's fascinated me recently and um was that people that you know fashion uh, bloggers and things like that they're still you know and, and and you know and I like looking at it you know I like to see you know what they're creating but I just think you know you're buying this bag or these shoes or this outfit but where are you going yeah um and and things like that and 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 I just think the same sort of thing I I, I see images you know of things for the home and I think oh yeah that that's lovely but straight away I have to go stop you know what do I need that and what value is it going to bring to my life you know how, how's it going to enhance my life um mm. and I think it's really I don't know I think it's it's a journey and it's not it's not for everybody but I think if it does come your way and you do you know decide to embark on the journey for me it feels like well it felt like um a slow journey um but now it feels comfortable to me and it it was almost like therapy it's there's things that I'll never um get rid of things that are sentimental things you know um, I mean I used to save um, my dad used to collect um Swarovski crystal for me um and you know and so it's very sentimental and I used to have a a, a beautiful cabinet in the house with it all but that to me now I've been thinking oh no I I can't have all that stuff around but I couldn't ever part with the things does that make sense they're all they're still here they're still in my home but I don't want to dust them or I I don't you know they don't add value to them you know it was a it's it's part of a memory um I'm, I'm not prepared to let go of but they're all it's all packed and boxed you know I've got a box that says what it is on it and I think that was one of the things uh, at the beginning of our journey I want to get to a stage where you know I have got you know boxes that say photographs you know just and and it's and I feel like I'm at that stage now where we're living in rented um and I'm the only bit that feels like home is it's our beds our sofas and, and whatever the house isn't mine I don't feel at home I don't have any you know, I'm grateful for the roof over my head, but everything that we own is in a really small garage and a, and a downstairs room. And I can I can walk into any, you know, if like at Christmas, you know, my son came over because he could stay. And straight away, I knew there was a box that said spare bedding on it, you know, and I could go down and grab a quilt and, and whatever. And literally my life is labelled in boxes. Now I don't have a storage unit. Um, everything yeah. that we own is is here. Um, and that feels that I've, I've achieved something. I've still got a bit of a way to go with it. Cause it'd be nice to get rid of some of the boxes. Um, yeah. but I think it is, it is a journey. Whereas, you know, and some people love stuff, yeah. you know, it's, it's like when you watch these programs about the hoarders and things on, on the telly. Mad. Yeah. I and couldn't. does it make you feel fidgety when you see it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd be yeah. one of those that, you know, let's just go in and let's just get over it all. <laughs> get out <laughs> of inline send it to a charity shop yeah yeah you you go out for a while and when you come back your house will be transformed you (laughs) there's a huge skip outside yeah oh gosh it's liberating though I think it's liberating to not have as much as many things in your life really so last year you sold your last home which is the one that you renovated and you you know shared that on social media and stuff and I remember you saying to me I might not quote word for word but when you bought the house you know you walked in there and thought this is amazing this is home Mm. you know we're gonna live here for I don't know maybe for a long time maybe forever but obviously you've you've let go of that now and what what do you think prompted that decision because you'd spent a long time you know, you probably, you know, you put your love into that property um, and that space. What was it that made you say, actually, this was lovely. This was, you know, this was an expression of us um, and a point in our lives. And actually, it's time to move on. Well, I think, you know, I, I can remember having that that feeling. Um, and I can remember, you know, it was it was quite emotional. Actually, it made me, you know, it, it did bring me to tears. And and it was, it was, I think it, it was a special house actually, because it, it, it did refu- reduce a few people to tears. It wasn't, it didn't just have that effect on me. You know, while yeah. I was doing the, the, um, the renovation, a couple of friends came to visit and the same thing happened to them. They were just moved to tears. So 
I think it was just one of those houses that had that that feel. Um, and I was really happy with it and I, I loved it. And it was everything and more than I could have imagined really. And it was it was lockdown that 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 made me think and and we lived you know it was in a nice area it was close to you know walking distance to city centre all of the things that were on our tick list you know we could go out for dinner we could do this we could do that I suppose the first um, thing that I realised was through lockdown that it was it was a lifestyle yeah. that we created there um, so obviously you know I remember sharing and I reshared them yesterday on the you know the anniversary of the first year of lockdown you know walking into the our city centre that is usually buzz, buzzing and bustly it was eerie and dead and um, and even like yesterday I was looking back at the photos and you know there was one looking across Market Square with the obviously the you know iconic Debenham store that will be no more it won't be there when we go back exactly um, yeah. And then I started thinking about all the things, you know, what will this all look like and, and, and whatever. Um, and I, it just started, I just started going through a, a process in my mind. And then again, sort of starting to think about all the things that, you know, we still wanted to do. And on my list, like I had a Victorian house renovation on my wish list, um, I'd still never done a black box. Um, and I suppose through lockdown, you know, you're watching a lot more TV and, you know, watching the, all of these programmes on the telly and Escape to the Country and, and all of those sort of things. And um, and I just started looking around and 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 whatever. Um, and then we just we'd been speaking to an agent before and, and, and I knew him and he said, I could sell your house straight away. And I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't even have my, my eye on the market, really. Um, and so I just said, you know what, let's just let's just put it to the test. Let's just see. Um, and so, yeah, we, we did. We said, OK, you know, put it on the market. And literally, you know, we had three viewings and one, well, two offers and, and one guy. And we were a bit like, oh, so long story short, we jumped on Rightmove and saw this property um, went to look at it. And I had the same feeling that I had when I walked into the one that I just sold and, so, and this time I'd sort of, you know, climbed over a gate and went walking through grass that was as high as me and looked at this stunning view and I just went, oh, this is it. Um, and I looked at this building and it was, you know, I just said, oh, I could, I could see it finished. I, you know, I had that vision. Um, so we offered um, and, and whatever, everything, and then we got outbid. And then we'd got down the too far down the line with ours, and I didn't, you know, I know a lot of people recently have been gazumped and everything, and it's having worked in the industry, I, it's something that I really don't agree with. I think our system is outdated. Yeah. I think we need to be a bit more committed when we buy a property, and it needs not to be all the onus on the on the vendor. Mm. Um, so, and equally, you know, when a person's buying, you know, yourself, you you know, investing in a, a survey, and yeah, it's expensive. And somebody should just say, "No, we're not selling it now." um so we we'd committed we're you know a handshake was a handshake to us and, and we yeah. said right, okay we've, we've got to find somewhere um and so in the end we decided to go into rented which wasn't easy because we've got two little dogs but eventually we moved into rented and then the market just seemed to really gain momentum and, and everything seemed to be out of our reach and you know we, we want to sort of you know um, you know look at longer term retiring and things like that so you know it was it was a bit of the thinking oh my you know we started to think oh, we'd made a mistake to be honest we panicked yeah. um, and then we looked at a few houses nothing that was um, really floating our boat and then we found a bungalow a dormer bungalow um, in a nice plot that I could see that we could potentially you know clad and you know create the home that we wanted to yeah um, so we instructed solicitors and did the searches and everything and it came back at high risk of flooding and the solicitor sort of just said look you know I really think that's too risky yeah. um, and the day that we, that one fell through the one that we originally wanted came back on the market meant to um, be we went back to view it and I know I think you said at the time didn't you if it's you know if it's if it's got your name on it it'll come back to you and we went to view it and I felt exactly the same. Um, but it was a real hard negotiate because, you know, the, the vendor had been let down very badly. Yeah. Um, 
and he'd got a price then in his mind that he wasn't prepared to mm. you know so it was it was all very very difficult um but long story short you know we we came to an agreement and we completed um we, we sort of showed our commitment we said look you know we'll do everything straight away and we'll complete within the month and we did we did it in three weeks amazing so um and yes and, th- and then that felt surreal then because suddenly we you know we drove back to it and then climbed over the gate and walked into the to the field and you think oh, this is ours yeah. um, you know and then you turn around and, and look at it and you think well actually what have I done I bought <laughs> you know a hole in the ground in a dilapidated old building in the, in the field in the middle of nowhere <laughs> but that's that's what we've but you've got, got the vision you've got the vision yeah. and you know you know that you know that and then you know I've seen yeah. the visuals that you've got planned and it it just looks yeah. it looks fantastic and I think I'm excited you know, to see it. I think life's a journey. And a lot of people have, have said to me, you know, is this it now? Is this your forever home? And I've had to say, look, please don't ask me that anymore because I don't know. I You don't, I don't know what's gonna happen. No. And and I and I don't want that. I think that's part of the I'm just not that sort of person that thinks this is this is me forever because you know, something, you know, I'm I'm you know, I'm a free spirit and I, I I like to live my life and 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 whatever so I fully intend again I'm going to put it out there to stay <laughs> in this I'm not going to do all this hard work to yeah. create a home that that you know just to hand it over for somebody else I don't do that I don't you know I don't flip properties um you know it, they, they're done with a lot of care and attention and they're, they're done for, for us as our home yeah um and um so yeah I don't intend moving anytime soon but you know you know you might I might be on your podcast in 2025 or whatever and you were saying so why did you move from the last <laughs> <laughs> we might revisit that, but you know yeah but, but, but I haven't even finished it or moved in yet so. no but it's you know it's part you know part of the the fun is is embracing that change isn't it embracing yeah. the fact that you don't know where life's really going to take you you're I just gonna does. I think some people just need that that comfort of you know this is mine now and I'm, I'm not yeah. moving you know nobody knows what's what's around the corner and I think for me um you know I focus on the things in life you know um I think I, I had a you know I had a, a serious illness a life changing illness I had cancer and I think that's the bit that makes me realize you know having that for me that having that second chance at, at life yeah. makes me want to just you know have a go at everything you know and, and sometimes now I'm thinking am I getting a bit too old to do this renovating game but no it feeds my soul and and you know I'm happy in a in a pile of rubble um you know bringing you know my husband always says to me you know you, you could make a, a silk purse out of a sow's ear and 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 I think I, you know I just can and I enjoy doing it so yeah yeah you made it you made to do it oh thank you so you share a lot of your well you have shared your journey through your previous renovation and you're sharing now you know what you're doing now on social media is you know what are the positives and negatives I suppose what are the downfalls of of sharing this or have you found it a completely positive experience I I find the um you know, my, my sharing is predominantly on Instagram. Obviously I've got a Facebook account again, but I don't really as well, but I don't like, I don't know. I just don't enjoy Facebook. I find it quite a negative um, place, but I think Instagram for me has been very positive. And when I first started, I didn't, my account, you know, I was never one of, you know, it was when I had my bricks and mortar shop, I didn't really know what it was. So, you know, I'd put a picture on, I didn't really understand you know what it was and then over time I think you know I realize it is a little community and you know and yeah you know we call it insta family don't we or you know insta pals or whatever it is and I think it is a little community but for me I think part of of looking back now is I, I love the fact that we we've, we've actually got a little visual um journal of, of where we've been and where you know where we're going and so for me I, I, that's that's why I like to share um what I'm doing because I think um it's inspiring for other people and I, I always think you know it's like me looking at, at, at your Instagram um and when you show your you know before and after photos or whatever I love it's the same it's the same as you looking at my renovation it's it's inspiring and you know you 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 know your craft I I know mine and and I think that that's what everybody needs sometimes just a a little help in hand and for me I'm a visual person so I like to see it in you know 
an image with just a little you know caption or a little bit of text because I you know I don't need to sit and read and read and read for hours it's uh, you know I just want to you know it's like when you do your little I love your um thing where you do your heated eyelash curl fascinates me (laughs) I think I'm gonna watch that again it's just an amazing difference it's like how can that little tool do such a transformation and if you if I was reading that in a magazine I'd think no that's not possible but because you're there doing it and yeah oh my life that's just amazing so I I find it a positive place I've only ever had one negative comment through a DM and I just put it straight back out there because uh, I didn't name and shame them but basically I was sharing the journey of the transformation of part of our old house and the message said you've totally ruined and um, take you've totally taken all of the character and ruined this house totally ruined it and um, and I, I just I didn't I just said well I'm, I'm sorry that you feel like that but um, it's certainly not how we feel um, mm. and I just sort of shared that and um, and I think the only other uh, that's the only negative th- comment that, uh, that, but the only other negative thing I find is sometimes when people, where did you get this? Or mm. where's that from? And there's no please or thank you. And, and you, you know, it's it's like, I, t- I take, I think I, well, there's, there's probably times when I do miss a comment or whatever, but I do take time to answer people's yeah. questions and it is time consuming. So I just think a please or a thank you. Um, but that, you know, it's, that's the only you know two small negatives the rest is is positive and then um if I can help somebody to achieve something or to achieve a look or to know how to do something or or, or whatever you know I'm happy to to do that and and I, I, I think there's just you know we all love a, a before and after don't we it's oh we do yeah inspiring yeah so it that's why I, I share it and um yeah I, I think it's you know I find it I find it a positive place and it's like this morning my first notification this morning was your your um Instagram um has been tried to been signed into but in somewhere in in um I think it was in Spain oh, oh gosh and um, so my account was blocked oh god um and that's twice in a week and oh. um, one time in Holland one time in Spain and um and then I'm but then I'm so frightened to like click on it and think is this a scam yeah um, you have to be careful but then but uh, but it has been compromised apparently and, yeah. and it, 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 I've, I've been like speaking to them this morning and I've had to like change all my account and everything oh, so gosh. and I suddenly thought well what if I get hacked and I lose ev- everything and I just thought oh well you know case or that's that that's was meant to be and I, I don't know if I'd be bothered to start it all up again <laughs> But yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things. I mean, yeah, you'd have to, but you know, you can still share. You can still share. But anyway, it's not going to happen. We no, no. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So yeah, I find it, a, a, you know, a positive, a, a positive place. And I think, you know, I like it to be. I don't know. I think, it, you know, I enjoy it as well. I, I, I don't know about you, but I, I find a lot of. Um, I still love to read certain magazines. I like the feel and the smell and having certain um, magazines, but it's almost, you know, that, that sort of magazine moment where you'd go shopping at one point, and there'd always be a couple of magazines in your trolley. I mm. think we've replaced that, haven't we? You know, a, a, with, with sort of, you know, online stuff. I 100%. think you know, people want to, I don't know. I think people want to get to know the person. Oh, they do. And you can see that even from like stats for instance if I put a picture of a model you know or a bride's makeup I've done I will get you know uh, likes and comments but whenever I put a picture of me the response is ridiculous which just baffles me because it's not really about me it's about you know my clients and my work but but pictures of me just get so much more because people want to interact with another human don't they yeah, they do. And I think the thing is as well, it's, I think, 
you know, it's almost like, you know, and I think that the fact that you can chat to that person as well. So yeah. like, you know, we might be looking at a, a stunning image of a home or some makeup or a bride or whatever, and it's in a magazine and there'll be, you know, there'll be credits there for, you know, who did the makeup, you know, who did the photo, but you can't engage or you can't email them or, or maybe you could, but you probably wouldn't get a response. Whereas, you know, I know, you know, I, I can look at one of your, you know, I can message you and say, oh, what's that lipstick or where did you get that from or you know and and that's the same thing but please, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, that, and that same thing you know so you know I don't know I might, I might put you know a vase of flowers on and actually my the image that I created was because I think the, the you know the flowers are pretty but somebody will say oh that vase is amazing where is it from please or or whatever and I'm not necessarily one of those people that you know advertises lots lots of, of things but I just think um yeah, I, I just think it's almost uh, you're chatting with with people that you're drawn to, that you mm. like their style and their way, and it and and it's an instant um, you know connection with them. It's, you know that's that's what I love about you know stories. If people are sharing things on on stories or you know a little journey about what they're doing, mm. and then you can instantly you know you can just send clappy hands or a, a smile or a sad face or or whatever or or, or write a comment and. You know, and it, and we know it's it's gone within so many hours, but it's just it, you you you're engaging with somebody, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. I suppose it's going back to our, you know, the virtual reality goggles. You know, it's all yeah. this. You know, we've got these virtual relationships, these exactly. online um, friendships and relationships, and 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 whatever. You know, I think it's uh, yeah. That, that's that's the positives of it for yeah. me. Yeah, it can be a nice community, can't it? It can. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So. Tell me about three things, if you can narrow it down, um, that have shaped your identity, who you are today on this, what are we, Wednesday morning. (laughs) Three things that you can think of that have led you to where you are now. Okay, so, well, I'm going to have to say the biggest thing is being a mom. Yeah. Amazing human beings. Um, Yeah, they're my world and the reason for lots of things that I do and um and you know I don't know bringing two human human beings into the world and then seeing them grow and develop into their own um unique selves is is amazing and um yeah so that they're my number one focus about um who who I am and I think um I'm almost always mindful that I want to be a good role model to them um and that that you know yeah you can do anything anytime hence me you know you know arguing with myself sometimes am I too old to do this or whatever no you're never too old you just got to do whatever you want to do you I've always said to my kids you you know you can fly your wings you can do anything and and so I've got to heed my advice so that's number one um the other big thing I've already mentioned um I had cancer um back in 2008 and it was a horrendous journey. It was it, a shock out of the blue and it rocked all of our lives. Yeah. Um, and it was a real long journey for me. Lots and lots of surgery, lots of treatment, lots of uncertainty. Um, yeah. So again, I don't take life for granted. And so I, I, I live my life um, and I'm mindful of the things that feed my soul. Mm-hmm. And I try and do something that does feed my soul. So creativity you know you're looking at things that make me feel happy you know nature you know I'm looking forward to creating a garden again in in the next um house so all of those things and spending time with the people that that also feed my soul rather than you know steal from it or deplete it um and then um I think the the third thing is learning I've learned to give myself some me time that I don't always have to be at 5,000 miles an hour anymore. Um, and that, you know, um, I think we would just all get hooked up into to various things. So I think sometimes just being me and, and realising, you know, it, even that's part of a journey, but I'm okay with my own company sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. And just, uh, you know, the biggest thing that I've ever struggled with is, is saying no, um, but I've learned to do it a little bit 
more recently. Um, so yeah, I, I think they're the, the the three main things because I think sometimes you know if we don't give ourselves time and don't have something to focus on, what what's it all about? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, and I always say energy is currency. Yeah. You know, you've got to you've got to think about the way the the way yeah. that you are spending your energy. Yeah. 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 Um, absolutely. Yeah. And giving it back to yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. So in this podcast, I kind of use the word beauty, not as um, the way that we would traditionally think about it, like my job and the way things look, but more about that beauty is what we all aspire, you know, what we deem beautiful at any point in our life is ultimately what we're going to surround ourselves with. You know, if if one day we're thinking, actually, like we were talking about minimalism, that is beautiful. That is what you are going to surround yourself with. It can be, you know, things that aren't necessarily physical. But what what right now, what what does that word beauty mean to you in terms of your passions, your life and what you've surrounded yourself with? So for me, obviously, interiors is is my main thing, because that's that's my passion. And so you write, um, you know, simple, you know, clean line, minimalistic interiors, I find beautiful, um, absolutely beautiful. Um, and also the same with, um, you know, uh, gardens and outdoor spaces as well. I, I think they're part and parcel of the same. So I think it's an extension, you know, a, a, you know, it doesn't matter. You could have just a windowsill or whatever you could still it's still connected to your your house and that is your bit of your outdoor space so that to me is beauty and then I think with people um some people are you know physically beautiful but they're not beautiful souls and so when you for me the the, the you know the merging of the two when I I find you know I love you know really what I call beautiful souls um, yeah and and that's what 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 I find a beautiful person so it's inside and out for me it's not yeah. a look it's not how they look it's not that they've got the latest clothes on that they're, they're a, a beautiful soul but it's it's all you know wrapped up in one package they, they look beautiful because you know a lot of the beauty comes from within yeah um, and and again I, I think that's the same with with interiors as well it's not just um it, it's the way something feels that mm. makes it it beautiful it, it's not it's not a surface thing it's it's got depth and atmosphere um yeah. that, that make it beautiful you know it could be a moment it, it might yeah. not be a physical thing it could be a moment of yeah. you you know like I said earlier on feeding your soul and you could just think oh this is beautiful you know I'm, I'm, it might just be a moment where you can hear birds singing or that you're you know this you can just feel the warmth of the sun on your face or, or that you you know you just I don't know caught somebody's eye and said good morning or or whatever and you thought oh that was a really beautiful moment that's that's how I would define beauty yeah. I love that Do I you? think that's my favorite I think that's my favorite um oh. answer so far to that question I love that <laughs> but no um yeah thank you so much for chatting to me this morning yeah, it's been it. lovely to talk yeah. to you Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to find out more about Helen, you can visit her website, which is theinteriorslady.co.uk, or follow her over on Instagram at theinteriorslady. I'll be back next week with another episode. Have a good one.